You're listening to PlayStation Power. I'm George, and with me is Greg. Welcome to be here again. Welcome to be here. Yes. I can't tell if I'm just too drunk to not understand what you just said or, or <laughs> what. Um, welcome to die, X-Men. <laughs> anyway, um, we're covering Ark the Lad on this episode. Uh, part of the Ark the Lad collection, if you live here in North America. Uh, so, yeah, this is interesting. So this game was released originally in Japan. June 30th, 1995. And then the North American version wasn't released until they made a collection of the games. And it was released April, April 18th, 2002. I think this is the 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 newest, uh, newest PlayStation game we've covered so far. Uh, might be. Um... Technically speaking, since it came out so late over here. Didn't one of our... Your... So didn't one of our Europe only games come out like very, very late? But I'm trying to remember which one that was. Well, I anyway, don't know. Yeah, well, well. But the PS2 was out for two years. Right. Already at this point. Well, well, the collection was announced originally. In, uh, well, the collection was, well, the connection, collection was originally announced in 2000, but the, uh, the biggest problem working designs had throughout their history was like, was like delays. So, yeah. I, I mean, all this stuff got delayed huge. So we can talk about that more as we go on. Right. So uh, the Japanese, the original Japanese version was developed by G-Craft. And the version for the collection was developed by Arc Entertainment. Uh, this was published by Sony Computer Entertainment in Japan. And like you just said, Greg, this was uh, the collection in North America was uh Published by Working Designs. Yes, and uh, this is a very interesting series. Series in the sense that it's not uncommon for games and series to be developed by different companies, but usually, right. but, um, uh, but usually it happens. But usually it happens because like one company. Uh, well, it usually happens when a, it usually happens when a lot of time passes. Um, but Ark the Lad and Ark the Lad Two, there's only there's only about fifteen months uh, separating. Few, few, few separating their release, uh, like right. Japan. So right. I have to, I have to imagine. So we'll get into it as we talk about it. Um, Ark the Lad's a relatively short game, and it kind of feels like a prequel for Ark the Lad Two, which is like kind of the the real like meat of the collection, uh, like so to say. But I have to imagine both games are developed at the same time, or at least like being worked on at the same time. But um, yeah, I. Yeah, but yeah, George just mentioned G-Craft was the developers, like developer behind the original game. Uh, they uh, uh, they eventually got bought out by Squaresoft, uh, which is why that uh, Arc Lad Two makes sense. Which, you know, which by, you know, which, which by Arc Lad Two and later games uh, were developed by uh, Arc Entertainment, uh, which is which is which is affiliated with Sony. I couldn't really find too much about the company, but they're still around today. But um, you know, what I recently uh, found out. I found out that. The last Ark the Lag game, the newest one, I should say, came out last year. Yep, mobile game. Fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it's strange because, like, you know, because, uh, like, for a while, like, for a while, there were a bunch of Ark the Lag games coming out to, uh, Ark the Lad games coming out, uh, coming out in a very short period of time. We'll just mention the series here, like, real quick. Um, Ark the Lad was 95, Ark the Lad 2 was 96. They came out with a side game called Arc, uh, uh, side game called Arc Arena Monster Tournament. Uh, 
Yes. Um, uh, um, in '97, which uh, uh, that's the name. That's named known by on um, the collection in Japan and stoned by Arc Arc Monster Game with Casino Game. Um, and Not they, surprised. Arc Lad Three came out. The Arc Lad Three came out in 1999, uh, and then in Japan in 2000 and 2002, there was also uh, uh, there was also a game called Arc the Lad uh, Kaijin Fukatsu, which translates to Resurrection of the Machine God. Uh, it's a Wonder Swan. That card. sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Wonder Swan cover game. God damn it! <laughs> that sounds amazing, though. <laughs> uh, then we got two more games over here in the West: Twilight. To Twilight of the Spirits and End of Darkness uh, in 2003 2004. And then George, uh, and then, and then, then George has mentioned, the collection seemed, you know, the series seemed dead for the longest time. And then, then all, of a sudden, all of a sudden last year, Arclad R, uh, R came out. Uh, both like Android and iOS systems. Yeah. So, uh, does not appear to be translated, translated for the West, unfortunately. So, but uh, Yeah, I wonder if they're ever even going to bother... Uh, well, the history of this game is rather interesting. Uh, it's not too soon to talk about it, George, because, um... You can go right ahead if you want. Uh, this game, Ark the Lad, was designed... Was designed and developed by developer slash producer, uh, by the name of Toshiro, uh, Toshidia, who had a long history of working with Square. He's also the, he's also the person who brainchild the Prime Mission series. Right. So, um... So yeah, so yeah, so like he worked on many of the games, uh, like in the series. Um, the uh, the soundtrack for this game was a joint effort uh, between two different people. Uh, one of the so one of the composers, just like it was a guy named um, Masahira Endo. I hope I'm saying his Japanese name right. Japanese always is horrible, for like horrible to like pronounce. Um, he's primarily known as a, uh, a magician. Uh, he actually had a band or several bands in Japan, as a matter of fact. Um, so, but, but then of course, you know, there are people over here in the West who also, who also had history of like being actual commercial, uh, commercial, uh, bands song, slash songwriters who dabble in video games every now and then. This guy's also like one of them. Uh, besides the Arthur Ladd uh, ser uh, series, he also, he also composed the music for most of the, uh, Gran Turismo games. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Not the first game, but every other game in the series after that. So, so two and up. Yes. All right, sweet. So, uh, and he was, and so he was assisted, and he was assisted with this, he assisted in that job, like by a guy named Dahiro Toka Izumi. Well, I assume it's a guy with Japanese names. I can't really tell, but, um, so, but, uh, yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, it's like I said, you know, Arcalad One and Two, they kind of feel like the same game, really, almost. Uh, um, you know, um, you know, I found research suggesting the fact that Arcalad One and Two was supposed to be one game, but. With, um, you know, as we're making it, they realize the game's gonna be too big, so they broke it up in two games. So that's that happens a lot, especially in that era. Yes. Yep. Games. Exactly. We're gonna do this, 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 and this. Oh shit! We can't fit it on the disc. <laughs> right. Um, it gets so goddamn cocky. Well, we got CDs now. <laughs> oh shit! It only holds like 700 megabytes, guys. Fuck! What do we do? So uh, most of the games in the series are tactical, are tactical role-playing games. Uh, there are differences between how two, um, sorry, there are differences between how one and two and three plays, but one and two are primarily, like, top-down, 2D-heavy, um, oh, like, you know, like, grid-based, grid-based combat mechanics. Right. Uh, so, like, how the games operate. Your party also, uh, your party's always, your party's always, your party's always limited, like, to max of five characters. 
Um, and uh, there is a world map, uh, but it's very limited. Pretty much, just, uh, uh, you, you pretty much, pretty much, pretty much the freedom to decide to go to point A or, or back to point B to stock up, or stock up and heal, or like whatnot. So, um, money's not really, not money's not really a concern in this first game. That becomes more important in the second game. Um, I don't think you get any money in the first game. Uh, I thought you had. You know, I maybe, don't remember any kind of money hmm. being used in okay. the first game. I may be getting one or two um, mixed uh, The mixed way up. you get, like, equipment... So, like, in the first game, all the weapons are static. Right, yep. So, like, yep. each character has their own, like, weapon that you can't trade out. But you have equipment slots, and you, can, you get new equipment from either exploring certain dungeons... Or just progressing the story, and you'll get them, and they do different things. Like one will be like plus ten agility or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck, yeah, right. and yep. like plus ten percent dodge ability, or plus ten percent hit chance, or there's even some stuff that doesn't even tell you what it does. It just says, "Hey, it does something," but we don't know. Right? I hate when games <laughs> do that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's no money system in the first game. Right. Finding your equipment is through story progression or optional. Uh, side stuff. Right. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Two doesn't incorporate money because two incorporates some different things. I mean, the mechanics are most of the same for two, but there are differences. Um, but uh, um, and also, finally, this is also this is also one of those games where you can save your data after beating the game to carry over Dark Lad Two. Oh shit! Really? Yes. Oh god, that's gonna be a pain in the ass to set that up on the Pi because <laughs> everything uses uses a new memory card. I have to. Uh, you have to like rename it to the to the second game then you gotta take the same file and right. copy it and oh it's annoying but yeah should I also probably point yeah uh, yeah I should also point out that it, uh, point out that because it's a pretty early play, play PlayStation game uh this is not in uh the battlefield is not I the battlefield the battlefield is not isometric uh, uh um you all the tiles down right yeah there's yep. nothing I don't remember anything being 3D in this game not not in the first two games they wouldn't um which uh, I have no issue with. If anything, I like a lot of the 2D PS, uh, PS2. Yep, this is a PS2 game, apparently. No, <laughs> uh, I, like a, I like a lot of the 2D original PlayStation games. They didn't incorporate some... So they, yeah, they didn't incorporate some 3D in Arc Lab 3, but still a very, like... Uh, um, you know, but still a very, like, heavy... 2D heavy game. So, but... Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so... Uh, talking about the overall story, like real quick here, because it's like all these games take place in the same world, the same world, the same setting. So I can kind of talk about, generally speaking, I can talk about what happens. Um, um, so in this world, there is a um, you know, legend speak about this great evil force who was defeated in the past, uh, who fights on the Dark One, um, and he was contained. You know, um, you know, you know, and he was eventually defeated. And he was eventually defeated and contained in it. A holy ark, uh, you know, hence the, you know, hence half the name of the title, uh, uh, like through the actions of some guardians, uh, and they also left behind uh, stones, uh, various stones of power to be able to still help to maintain the, the uh, maintain the bounds, and make sure the dark one stays like stays a um, like stays locked. But the premise, but you know, is that the premise given as in many you know as many other games over time, uh, people forget about that. Uh, the bond weakens. Um, you know, the Dark One strike gets stronger, and uh, it's not clear. It's not clear during Arc the Lad One as to as to uh, um, as to what exactly is happening happening with all this. But it sets the stone 
sorry, it sets the ground very nicely for Arclad 2, where it's revealed that one of the kings is being tempted and manipulated by the Dark One, uh, trying to try and obtain all the orbs, uh, shatter the Ark, and release the Dark One into the world, thinking he's going to get like awesome, power, like awesome kingly power uh, because of that. Um, right. So the um, um so, like, so in Ark of the Lad One, you primarily play as uh, as Ark, uh, you know, um, you know, titular hero. You play uh, as Ark, yep. the Lad. Yep. Uh, alongside, yeah, alongside other characters who also join your party. Uh, you know, there's a, you know, there's a, you know, there's Holy Girl, like named the Kukuru. Um, there's the, there's the, uh, I guess. I, I had, yeah, like, I, I guess I'll call him, like, Drum Corps Guy, uh, Poco. <laughs> you just say Drum Corps Guy? Yeah, because, like, you know, he played the drums. He's like, like uh, uh, Drummer Boy, like, yes. for, uh, like, military kind of, like, very support yeah. heavy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, comic Relief Corporate, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Comic he Relief attacks Corporate. enemies with symbols, that's great. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's other, yes, yeah, so there's, yes, yeah, so there's, yeah, there's very the characters, the characters who also join your game. Most of the characters, most of these characters turn up in Arclad Two as well, also. Uh, but Arclad Two has different. Oh. Uh, but Arclad Two has a different, has a different main character that you play as. Uh, you're playing as Elk. Uh, uh, I spelled. That's like, a terrible name. Well, it's spelled E L C. So. That's uh, still a terrible name. <laughs> uh, he is a bounty hunter. Uh, so like, um, so he gets, so during his. During one of his uh, during one of his missions, he runs into a girl who is being chased by the evil forces, and that's how he finds Argon's friends and gets involved in a quest to save the world. Um, but obviously, uh, but obviously, like big spoiler here. But of course, this is like then of course the series is like twenty years old, so I think the statute of limitations for this is like well off uh, by this point. Um, uh, uh, in the end, uh, you are unsuccessful of uh, successful of uh, convincing the king that what he's, that he's making a foolish, terrible mistake. The Dark One gets reborn. Uh, he destroys the world, and the final, um, um, and the final boss fight, Dark Lad Two, is your party. It's like your party against him in a monster in a monster fight, where both Ark and uh, Kukuru sacrifice themselves to like get the Dark One contained again. So yay! <laughs> uh, but the damage is done. Um, so that great event is known as like the Great Disaster. Uh, and Arclad 3 takes place 10 years after that, where like you play as two people, like two young boys, uh, who were rescued uh, by people, like by Bounty Hunter during the uh, during the event of the Great Collapse, who want who are inspired to go off to go off to go off go off and be out of it, um, and it, like the Bounty Hunters themselves. So, and in that right. game, and so in that game, I like I like the plot in that game a lot because like because like compared to Arclad 1 and 2, where it's like you knew an evil force was uh, was happening all along and things that. You know, you know, and things are very heavily guiding you to that purpose. Kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, like, you know, kind of like a plot in many of our fantasy games. Arclad Three, you're just simply just playing these two kids to start off with. For their, for, like the first half of the game, you don't even know what the overall plot is. Um, you're something like, you know, you know, being, you know, like being yourselves, trying to go on missions, earn money, gain experience, uh, do good on the world, that kind of stuff. And then slowly, the plot of the game is revealed. Whereas an academy of some of some scientists who are trying to who are trying to resurrect some of the lost technology and wisdom of the world that was lost to great disaster, and they find the they find the and they found the seal and um so they found the seal contain containing the dark one, and the party the party at the end is again it looks like history's gonna repeat itself because you know the dark one gets released by him but this time they're able to rebuild the ark and they're able to contain him like contain him once and for all so. Um, and in the later games, Weird. 
So the later games, the one is one game and the PS2 games, they also they also they also continue in the same like the same storyline storyline in the same world. Um, you know, for example, like for example, uh, Ark the Lad, uh, see, oh, what was that one called? Uh, Ark the Lad, uh, oh, um, Twilight of Spirits, takes place a thousand years after the events of Slave Ark the Lad 3. So, I do really Whoa, like- Oh, it's a future game! Yes! So, yes, I do really like how these, yes, I do really like how everything's all, um, you know, connected, like, all together. Like, it's like, you know, overarching, like, overarching world, like, world and story. And a lot of the characters turn up, um... They turn like in all the games too. They have turnips? So. Holy shit. Yes, big monster Mario size turnips. Oh man. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I've never had turnips. That sounds terrible, actually. Turnips yeah, turnip yeah, turnips are pretty good actually, like they're done right. Okay. Well I've never had one. So. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, our, our um you know Argolad's Argolad's a very short game, uh, because uh, because um they obviously they obviously, they obviously had to make a decision as to where to split the game when they realized it was going to be too big for like one game, but I kind of think they kind of have a poor choice in deciding like where to separate it because it's like Arclad only takes about 20 hours to beat. So it's a relatively like short game, whereas Arclad 2 is yeah, like a... First game, yeah, the first game's pretty short, yeah. Yeah, whereas Arclad 2 is like a 60-hour grind, so... Um, oh, God, okay. But, but uh, yeah, it's very... Yeah, it's very weird, so... But, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know... Um, you know, I have a lot of experience, 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 experience with the, like, this collection. Um, yeah, I bought it when it first came out. You know, I love working designs. I was a big working designs fan. I, uh, um, yeah, I bought almost other games. Um, we talked about working designs before in this podcast before, so I won't spend no time about it. But, you know, working, no. is, you know, working designs always have excellent taste in what games, you know, choosing what games to bring over to the West. Um, and, and, you know, like, you know, like they always included these, you know, and their game releases always had like this, this wonderful packaging with like all kinds of like bonuses and goodies included in it. So, um, and yeah, actually, uh, um, at the time that the, I'm not sure if this is still true, but I, I remember, um, but I remember reading press releases back when this came out, that at the time our Glad Collection came out in 2002, Oregon Design said this was the most popular Japanese trilogy that had not yet been released in the West. Right. You know, as far as like, you know, sales goes, uh, like a money earned, so. Um, um, actually, working designs had tried. Uh, actually, working designs had tried to had tried to license the rights to bring the game over to the West before in the past, several years uh, several years before that, along with other companies. But Sony's like, nah, there's no market for the uh, RPGs in the West, so let's um, get like turned down. That's weird. Well, you know, in the late '90s, this that was whole thing is weird. Yeah. Now, <laughs> hey, we're gonna release this, but we're gonna re release it. Seven years later, on the same platform. Ooh, <laughs> seven years. Yeah, that's right, Matt. That's that's correct math. <laughs> Does it really have to take? It takes me to drink a lot to, to <laughs> actually do correct math. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. So working designs. Yes, working designs did not change. Did not change the game too much when they came over here in the West. Um, uh, the collection was on like five CDs. Uh, Arc the Ladder was on one CD, Arc the Ladder 2 was on second, Arc the Ladder 3 was on two CDs, and the last CD included like a making of CD, which they did a lot of like their games. Uh, which had like interviews, um, uh, like behind the scenes uh, audio, like audio looks, um, you know, like bonus art, that kind of stuff. So, um, <clears throat> there was, a, um, so the, the major, like the major changes, like the major changes that they made to the game, 
were pretty much that, um, yeah. So like I said, working design just working design just did not change the game too much when it, too much too much like they brought it over. Um, they, uh, yeah, pretty much pretty much the only thing they did was they improved the uh, they improved the they improved the car they improved the car resolution a little bit. Uh, well, they, obviously they translated it into English, Greg. Well, well, yes. Well, well, That's yeah. a major change. Well, yes, that goes without saying. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, because the original game, the original game used like the original game used the original game used like a 16-bit uh, car car def system, uh, and they upgraded to 24-bit uh, to make the cars like pop out like a bit more, like in the game. Remember when? Games ran slow on the computer, <laughs> and you had to change the color depth down to 16-bit from 32. And that was a legitimate thing that would actually help you run games faster. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jesus the, uh, Christ. Uh, going hand-in-hand, hand yeah, going hand-in-hand, yeah, hand the translation, of course. They also, you know, they also added, they also added English voices. Uh, they also added in, they, they also added they, they also renamed some of the characters uh, you know to give them like more of an English sounding name um, in some cases they do uh, that with a lot of games not right. not in modern time or in modern times I mean technically yeah. this era is modern times too but like not too recently like they usually keep the same names now they just um, sometimes they change it so that it's easier to pronounce, but it's still essentially the same name. Whereas, yeah, the, back then, you know, uh, I can't even think of a Japanese name right now. But like, so and so would be turned into like Robert or something. <laughs> All right, whatever. Japan. Japanese yeah. Right. Yeah, and they didn't change the names of all the characters. They did something like you know tweak some of them around a little bit. So. Uh, which also well, like, they couldn't change Ark's name. That would that no. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, definitely not. So, um, uh, so the box like that the, the, the include the game came with a the the the, the trademark leather bound uh, full page card instruction booklet, which is always like gorgeous to look at. Um, hundred fifty pages pages to clock in at. Jesus. So, yeah, yeah. That's you know, long as hell. <laughs> Well, it also could instructions for four games, so I mean, I but, guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, they also it also it also it also had cardboard miniature stand standees like about twenty two characters in the game, um, like you know those little like cute little like four inch high cardboard things you put on like, desks and, like whatnot. So, um, this is also I put them on my ceiling. <laughs> Uh, there was a memory card case that had, um, a memory a memory card a memory card a card case that had like uh, 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 that had, had arcs based on it uh, to keep memory you know to keep memory cards safe from playing the game I imagine. Wait, just for one memory card or just yeah, just one memory card because you know these. Oh, are... that's shitty. Yeah. You ever buy uh, you ever buy one of those um, uh, what is it? One of those memory card cases that came with a memory card and it had like. A bunch of slots. It was like a jewel case. I actually have one of those laying around right now. Yes, I. But uh, um, yeah, those I remember... things were the best because it's like original PlayStation. You had to have like 500 memory cards. Yes. Because <laughs> like some games took up the whole memory card or most of the memory card. Right. So you had to have a bunch of memory cards. But one of those things was the fucking best. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I actually had to get a. Uh, I had to get a memory card holder. Some like some guy randomly 
makes them out of like PVC or something. I don't fucking know, off of Etsy. And uh, I bought one and uh, it helps a lot because I have like, Jesus, I have like around eight PS2 memory cards or something. So like, it's easy to lose track of them. Yeah. So getting an organizer or something that holds them together is really nice. I actually bought one for PS1 back in the day to hold them to, to, to like a memory cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We had to too. We needed another memory card and, and all that shit. And it's like, oh, and there's a case with it too. So this is perfect. I think my yeah, now I have like I have like four or five PlayStation memory cards that are almost full. It's I, ridiculous. I, yeah, I think my case. I think my case had room for twenty cards. I had cards, and I had almost Jesus. Yes, I had, yeah, yes, I had almost all the. Yeah, I think I had about like fifteen cards. That, um, you know, I have to peak my collection. So that sounds about right for the PlayStation. No. Yeah, that's for that. Those fifteen cards were probably for like twenty games, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe about like thirty games, but uh, yeah, it's like still, that's still yeah. pretty fucking bad. Whereas right. like PS2, you can hold I don't know ten plus games on a regular eight. Uh, was it? It's not megabyte. It's megabit, probably. I don't know. Whatever. The the standard Sony ones, you could probably fit ten plus games on. I don't even remember. Mm, right. Probably more than that. It's been such a long time since I've used a memory card. <laughs> uh, I just got virtual memory cards. And all that right. Shit. Yep. Yep. Much better these days. But you just have everything either. Oh yeah. Yeah. You either have anything like on the like on the hard drive or on the cloud. Um, I think the I think the last system. Uh, I, I know the N64 had a memory card for some games. Didn't the Dreamcast? Uh, did, did the Dreamcast like have one too? Dreamcast had to have one. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The, so. Because the N64, some some of the games actually had built-in storage. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so there were games that had built-in storage. Then there were the games that used the the I think it's just called the memory pack, but with like PSA. That's not a letter. PAK. Um, and then there were the games that used internal storage, but you could still use the memory card to transfer info. Like if you were playing like a wrestling game and you made a character, you could transfer it to the memory pack and then bring it over to like bring your controller over to a friend's house and then you could play as that character and shit like that. Like, right. N64 had a, a couple different ways, but like. Yeah, dream those those uh, consoles with the discs only. Yeah, you had to have a memory card. Other than Xbox, Xbox had a built-in um, hard drive that you could save your that would originally save the games on, and then um, just like the Dreamcast, the original Xbox had two ports that you could plug different things in, like a microphone or a or a memory card. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Um. Yep. So uh, let me see. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The last thing, the last thing the collection, the collection came with, and this is very, this is a novelty item. That's kind of, that's kind of cute. Uh, but uh, uh, they also included like four, like four DualShock controller thumb pads with characters' faces on them. We just like stick onto your like thumb pads. That's a weird. Yeah, I never used mine. <laughs> Um, but they're there. So. I can't imagine how much those would go for now. Oh, uh, oh, working design games hold their value tremendously well, especially. Well, no, like, I mean just the, the the thumb pads. Oh yeah, well the collection. I'm sure they're pretty yeah. fucking rare. Yeah, uh, yeah, the collections. Yeah, yeah, the collections always sell for like you know like a great like huge prices, which makes me kick myself. I had sold mine 15 years ago, but whatever. But, yep, we'll talk about that later. So, but uh, yeah, um, 
Yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't remember how much I paid for this collection back when it came out. Probably like about 60, you know, 60, you know, 60, 70 bucks. That was pretty typical for working design games, but... Really? Even in 2002? Well, I yeah. guess it's a collector's and... Oh, yeah. It's, it's like a collector's edition, but it also has the whole collection. Right. I guess that would make sense for that. But, like, if it was a game on its own in 2002, that's well, too expensive. Plus all the extras. I know I know PlayStation games, original PlayStation games that were coming out that time, I could have sworn were probably coming out for 30, maybe 40 bucks mm. at that time. Right. So I was still, I was still kind of buying PlayStation games, although I had a PS2. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the... Um... Uh, I found one person. I, I found a person. Uh, I found a person selling selling their selling their mint collection uh, complete back in 2011 for for fifty five dollars, which was a steal. So that is a steal. Yeah, you might as well you might as well be robbing them at gunpoint <laughs> for that price. But, like I said, we'll talk about the yeah. all the pricing and shit later. So yeah, so Arclad series is yep. So Arclad series is one that you know like play all the way through, like really enjoyed. Um, uh, George, you, you, you want to, you want to play this because you were curious, curious to check it out, if I remember correctly? It's a weird story. It, it, uh, I was watching a video and somebody kept bringing it up. It's like, I already knew the series, but I never played mm -hmm. any of the games. So I was like, oh, fuck, I should play that game. And <laughs> I played that game. I was like, oh, we should cover this on the podcast. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Uh, yeah, so uh, we already mentioned this is a tactical role-playing game. Uh, the, the, mechanic, the mechanics of this are... <laughs> about half an hour into the podcast, and now we're finally talking about how the game plays and everything. Well, I mean, I mean, we already, I mean, we already covered, I mean, like, we already talked about the basics, and, you know, really, I mean, really, these tactical role-playing RPGs are, for the most part, very similar, like, in how they play. Um, you know, what makes them different is, like, you know, the story and, you know, the unique stuff that the game had the features to it. Um, well, what makes this game different is, I think, yeah, we already talked about it, but like, you know, you don't, you don't swap out weapons. You have the same weapon throughout the right, whole game. Yep. You get new, you get new party members and whatnot, sure. And you get to control all of them in the same battle. So like, right. there's no, you, you don't have a limit other than the limit of characters in the game right. of like how many people you can have in a party, which is actually pretty fucking cool, but you kind of lose track of some of them at some point in it. Yeah, I think it a little adds a little to the difficulty that there's so many fucking characters that you can control. But the like the difference between a lot of games like this in this era was like you didn't buy anything. You got you got all your items and equipment from going through the story and then on top of that if you wanted to grind for items, you could do so by going through other areas that you unlocked on top of um there's like a couple of dungeons you can go through that have extra equipment and shit and you get that from there as well and um uh of course some equipment is like specific to a character but then there's a lot of equipment that uh any you could put it on anybody and i'm trying to think but i don't i can't think of any games around this time period that had uh, some me like mechanics like being able to pick up and throw things or being able to jump over obstacles uh, or enemies or even uh, other party members. You know? Yeah, I don't remember and either. you think about it now, there's like 
the all the Disgaea games, you can do that. You can pick up items and Emmys or even party members and throw them around and you have shit like that. But around this time period, I think this might have been the only game like this that had stuff like being able to jump over specific areas, which is really cool. You can add yeah. to the jump and then you can just jump over ridiculous heights, which is right. weird. But yep. Hey. Nope, I agree with all that. I, I can't think. Of, uh, um, I can't think of any other like other examples. Also, um, one other, uh, one other like big difference, uh, big difference with this game, though. I think um, the, the tactical battle is like a very like quick and breezy, uh, breezy for the most part. Um, yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah. Unless you, you know, when you hit a lot of uh, story sections. Right. Excuse me. I'm trying not to burp into the microphone. <laughs> we get into a lot of story sections. Um, that's when some of the battles get pretty long so what happened with me was um i tried using everyone equally and that didn't work out because some characters would die quicker than others so like i ended up i got to end game and i shit you not i got to end game by basically only using arc because what happened was there was a point where my characters were not getting enough experience so they were dying quickly later on in the game. And what would happen was Ark would be the only one strong enough to like be able to fight and take hits. So by the time I got to, I don't know, I'd say about 75% through the game, Ark was max level and everyone else was not strong enough to fight. So Ark would carry everybody through the goddamn fucking story. <laughs> and I don't know if you had a similar problem, but that's what happened with me, and I, 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 I would say that part, part, part of that was because of maybe misuse of some of the characters, and and whatnot. But I feel like part of the problem was the game itself as well. Yeah, I didn't really have that pro issue. I mean, like you know, like uh, okay, so it's just a me thing. All right, got you. Well, gotcha. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, Ark is one of the most powerful characters in the game, but other characters can be can be very oh, good. Oh, he's here. fucking OP when he's max level. Like, you have, uh, what is it? There's those enemies that do, is it a shock attack or something? I think there's so, those, yes, yep. Yeah, there, there are those enemies that, um, they do, like, magic, and, like, it'll hit somebody, and it's like, five million damage, but then it hits Ark, and it's like, oh, it did two. Like, the <laughs> earth fucking shook, broke in half, an alien fucking swallowed half of it, spat it out, and it got all glued <laughs> back together, and then Ark's like, is that all you fucking got? <laughs> it's like, holy shit, Ark is... Ark is the chosen one. Jesus. Uh, yeah, all the characters can be very powerful if you spend the time to, to work your... Uh, I, right. Set to build them up. And, um, and, and another thing about this game uh, um, I liked a lot. Um, they're not... Uh, you know, unlike some other games, they're not all melee-based attacks. You, can also, you also have attacks that are like long-distance... Weapon throwing or like long distance magic attacks or whatnot. So uh, there's a wide variety of like ways to inflict your damage and pain upon the enemies in this game, which you know, which is very cool. So another another interesting thing about this game is that uh, experience is you earn it a few different ways. Um, obviously, if a character kills an enemy, you get a bunch of experience. By taking hits, you get some experience and. Uh, dealing out damage you get some experience which is nice because 
that can help uh, lower level uh, party members get some experience in difficult situations where they'll just get murdered anyway. So that's nice. But the experience is measured in like time or something like that. I don't fully understand it. It's not, I don't know. It's like marked by time, like an hourglass or something, right? Well, I don't fucking a, understand. Well, there's a mechanic that the, you know, um, there are some similarities. There, uh, there, uh, um, uh, uh, you definitely can tell the same guy worked, where the same guy worked in both this series and Front Mission because there are, because there are a few similarities, few similarities between them. Uh, how long it takes to finish the battle is something that the, the two series have in common because it's like the faster, the faster, the faster that you, the faster that you finish the finish the battle, uh, the more XP you get. Uh, also, um, you know, along with, you know, along with other factors like you know how much damage you inflict upon the enemies, how much damage the enemies inflict on you, um, you know that kind of stuff. Front mission also has the same things in it as well. So uh, you are rewarded for being very efficient and quick in doing your uh, fighting. Yeah. But, like, the way, like, it's so weird. Like, experience in this game is measured by, like, combat time? I don't even know how to explain it, but, like, it's represented by, like, an hourglass. Like, if you look at character stats, it's, like, everything is not in, it's it's not written out. So, you have to figure out, if you don't have the manual, you have to figure out what all the stats are. Mm -hmm. Like, what the pictures are, because they're all pictures Right. And the one for experience is an hourglass. And it's like, I, I think I understand it now thinking about it for a second. Like it's combat experience put into like time or something. Because when you finish the battle, it'll show you again without any numbers or anything. Just fucking dots of like how well uh, uh, people fought and like how much experience they got and everything. So like, I guess it's like combat time. So, like, the more time you have in combat, the more experience you get and you level up. I'm making a face right now. It, you, <laughs> you can't see it's an audio podcast, but I made a weird face. It's like, wait. Okay, that makes sense, but that's really fucking strange. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it's a very interesting system. Um, yeah. You know, working designs left... You left that alone, like when they like you brought the game over. So, um, you know the manual, the manual, the manual, the manual does explain it, explain it, uh, explain it like a bit more. But it's a very unique, uh, um, it's a very like unique system. I mean, it works as long as you understand like what's going on with it. Right. So, but yeah, you know, like compared to the games like Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Org, uh, you know these battles, are, I mean these battles are, like pretty like you know breezy. Not that those games are are slogs. Just like you know like, um. Most battles, most battles in this game take take place at a faster, like at a faster pace, which is very refreshing. I honestly, so. it's weird, but I kind of prefer um, combat that takes longer. That's a little more not like not like longer in the sense of like the user interface is shitty or something, but like longer as in like maybe everyone has a lot more health or something. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it. Like, obviously, I have no issue with how this game plays, but like, um, I kind of like slower, slower thing. Like, if you could mix between um, the the way that the experience system works here, and then a slower battle system, or whatever, like a slower fight, I think that would be pretty cool. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, my preference is like, you know, to do the fighting as quick as, as, quick as possible, but, um, but, you know, yeah, you know, different strokes, to, you know, different strokes, to, um, like for different people, but, um, this game also does a very good I'm job. I'm just glad that the animations aren't super fucking long or anything. The only thing is the magic takes a little bit, but is much better than a lot of other games I've played. Yeah, the magic animations are so, great. Like, I love those effects. Like, you know, they're so, Yeah, like, I wish uh, I could just, like, truncate them or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, Definitely. Uh, the game also does a very good job of comic relief, uh, like in various parts. You know, you know, yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know how much of this was present in the original versus how much working designs uh, westernized, because working designs had a habit of like you know trying to bring in like more suitable English references um, uh, uh, um, and cultural rare and cultural stuff and whatnot into translations of the oh, games. That's the thing. Yeah. Because so. when you when you're bringing when you're localizing a Japanese game. You are not going to be referencing Japanese culture. Nobody fucking, oh, almost nobody gets it. Except for like the two people that are <laughs> just like super into Japanese culture for some right. reason. Like nobody's going to understand it. So yeah. And I've actually seen this before in um, uh, games that like people like fan translated, like a lot of super famicom games and whatnot like they'll keep the references in there and it's like i it's like when i'm watching and i don't think anyone's gonna know what i'm talking about but it's like when i'm watching fucking um oh what the fuck is it called uh the 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 downtown batsu games for every year which oh my god that's another thing i have to explain i guess a, a batsu game is a punishment game it's a very entertaining thing in Japan. It's like a, I won't say it's a game show, but it's a, it's really interesting. Like there, there's shit like, uh, no laughing. And if you laugh, you get spanked the shit out of you or you get like a dart shot in your ass or something. They do shit like that. But like, um, what the fuck was I talking about now? Okay. Kind of sounds like those Japanese obstacle games, uh, uh, Japanese obstacle games like brought over here to the West. Like, uh, kind, kind of, hmm. but not exactly. Um, but the, yeah, the the references in games. Oh, uh, yeah, like so when I'm watching shit like that, the people who translate it, they're translating it as closely as possible. But the problem is they're the in the show they're sometimes they reference Japanese culture, and they have to. Like, the subtitles have to, because that's actually what's happening. Um, and they have to add, like, a huge side note, like, so-and-so is a, a celebrity in Japan that has done this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, you explained <laughs> the joke to me, but, like, you had to explain the joke to me. So it's, right. it's slightly funny, but if I understood the, the, the reference, uh, the source material, like, it would be a hilarious joke, sure. But, um, yeah, they do, they... Uh, in fan translated games, they a lot of them decide to keep the cultural references in and not change them, um, and you kind of miss, miss out on that unless you understand. Like actually, um, when we covered Live a Live back on SNES podcast, right? right. Okay, yeah. There was I forget what story it was, but there was a story and there was some um, flavor text. There was like a kid watching TV, and there was some flavor text. And they were like, they were watching Japanese wrestling. Well, just wrestling, I guess. I don't know. It's a Japanese game, obviously. Um, and they were watching wrestling and they're like, go Misawa! And 
a lot of people will not know who Misawa is over here, but Misawa was a like a very fucking awesome Japanese wrestler who actually passed away mid was it mid two thousands something like that, um, and uh, that was actually like something referential that I understood. But yeah, there's stuff like that in those games, and it's hard to. I've really convoluted this conversation. I should have said two sentences, and I, I should have been done. And I I wrote a fucking novella when I should have written a, a paragraph article for high school. <laughs> you ever do that? You ever get like, you ever somehow like write like five pages for uh, something you have to write for school, but it was supposed to be like two sentences. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, I'm sure I have, but, 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 uh, well, no, I mean like, you know, I think that it's kind of hard to tell with this series uh, how much of the humor made and westernized because like you know like I like Poco for example well the thing when it comes it, to when it comes to a lot of comic relief in games like this right I want to say if not like around 90% or maybe even a, well, it wouldn't be 100 but like around 90% if not like most certainly most of it is something that isn't like a reference to some sort of culture but more of like in, in the moment thing or something that is built up in the game so like if somebody's a doofus in the game right yeah you know they're the yeah. comic relief that's what they're referencing is them yeah, being a yeah. doofus right but i'm sure there is some references that could add to comic relief in some games but this right. game i didn't really notice anything like that that would be like a cultural reference we wouldn't understand exactly right yeah so, so. yeah a lot of comic relief usually tends to be a joke that starts in the game something there is, like that uh there is one big joke uh in arclad 2 uh that i think is definitely westernized westernized but i don't really think they're too popular in japan but uh there's one point in that game where your party has to make a jump off your airship uh to a base to do a mission there and it's maybe like maybe like a four foot jump i mean like you know you know like i mean if they i mean if they hurt a little bit but you know like not really like you know like you know that really I um, you know that um, you know that much of a problem, and and everybody comments as they get ready to jump off the airship, uh, the airship on the airship on the landing platform, and one of the people in your party, uh, a woman, um, who who is a um, who is a habit of being very like um, kind of a prima donna, like she's very like you know high um, uh, like very like you know high dressed, high maintenance, uh, you know the type, um, you know like uh, on yeah, like me. <laughs> uh, when, when her turn, yeah. So when her turn, her turn to jump off the airship, she comments, "I know she did war high." I just comments like, you know, man, I like, man, I knew I shouldn't play like, a you know, high heels. Uh, I like this mission. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't think high heels are very popular in Japan. So, um, I'm pretty sure that's. I <laughs> have no idea. I I really can't say other either way. Yeah. Don't really know actually. So I'm pretty sure that's a Western. That's a Western. That, that's what reference. And you know, believe me, the humor, the humans games are very much appreciated. Uh, because I mentioned before the story, all the, the uh, story, like all these games, they're pretty dark. I mean, there's some pretty like you know, yeah. some pretty you know, there's pretty serious shit going on in these games. So you know, the one thing that we didn't talk about though was like comic relief that gets that changes in localization due to um, the the general audience or whatever for the games like uh there's i can't think of anything um 
not explicit. Well, I mean, I can think of things explicit. Um, I can't think of anything exact, but I know there are games out there that um, in Japan, it's some some kind of sexual joke or something, and then trans- like over here they localized it to not be. So like, if you collected an item and it was like panties or something, it's like, oh, you found my panties, thanks. Now I can go outside or something. But like over here, it'd be like, oh, you found my bug catcher's net. Now I can catch, <laughs> go outside and catch bugs. You know, like shit. Like it's a stupid example, but it's kind of not exactly like that, but pretty fucking close. Yeah. Like some, like especially, I want to say, yeah, like early two thousands and and well before, right. like between those two times, they would really like. Localized sexual stuff to like not be sexual, or they would really tone it down. Right. Um, yeah. And now they don't really do that, which is great <laughs> because now we can actually get a more accurate localization. Except for the Nintendo games where they have weird. I don't. Okay. La- last. Last thought. Uh, one of the Fire Emblem games that came out. I don't know. It was on the 3DS, I think like i don't fucking know we'll throw out a year like 2014 or something like that and then there was like a character that let's just say essentially it was almost like gay conversion therapy but Mm. not like aggressively done um and that was localized out uh like they were they totally removed that whole romance arc uh over here in 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 north america Ah. and people i don't know if you remember but people were actually like super freaking out that they removed that no i yeah i don't yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't remember yeah it was a character it was a character that was cursed to see it was a character there it was a, a lady centaur that was it was it centaur? something like that that was um uh she was like cursed with a spell where she would see everybody as women and then there's a romance arc that you could follow where she... I don't really know this Fire Emblem game. I don't know a lot of the, the, the newer ones, but I think you... I, I think it's your character it happens with. She, like, falls in love with your character, but then something happens and the spell wears off and she realizes you're a guy, and then you can still pursue it, and there's a story there, and it's 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 like a... a it's like a weird gay conversion thing, but... I, it's Japanese, so like I don't think they were making any kind of aggressive statement about being gay is wrong. It's just they're being weird because they're Japanese. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Arc the lad. Yes. It'll make you gay. No, I don't know. <laughs> Will it make you gay? I don't know, and I don't care actually. The collection. Yeah, the collection. The, yeah, the collection had a T rating though when it came out here. So uh, mostly because if it's like it's uh, you know it's violence. Uh, aspects to it so uh, what i wouldn't see i wouldn't think the violence in this game would get anything more than uh what was well i guess it was it was 2002 so i guess the k to a rating would be gone but like yeah like an everyone rating or something because it's not very violent well let me see if i can find a better picture of the cover to read actually why they gave it uh the t rating um but, uh, but yeah, like, uh, but yeah, so, um, the, uh, 
so yeah, so the collection, the collection, the collection, the collection did pretty well when it came out here in the West. Um, right. You, you know, the, not surprised. Yeah, so reviews are, yeah, so reviews of the collection are like, pretty favorable. Um, you know, just a um, uh, uh, Metacritic average seventy percent. Um, some yeah. sites, some sites are harsher than others. Uh, AGM gave it like, for example, a five out of five out of ten. So they really were harsh on it. Um, Wait, did you just say five out of five out of ten? Uh, five. Sorry, sorry, five point five out of ten. Okay. What I'm trying to say. I was, but... like, I was like, what does five out of five out of ten mean? But uh, uh, yeah. So um, um, so uh, let's see here. Um. Uh, yeah, G uh, GameSpot was also pretty harsh. Seven, uh, uh, um, seven out of you know, seven, out of, you know, seven, and a, uh, seven and a half out of ten. Um, yeah, but they're rating this for the collection, right? When it yeah. came out. Yep. Yep. So this is. So let's be generous and say. Probably a few months before this came out, or something, right? So like fucking. Still two thousand two, but like they're. Um, they're reviewing a game from 95 in 2002, and they're rating it as if it's new, but it's just an old game repackaged that we didn't get over here. So I kind of see them like, yeah, giving them a giving the game a lower review score just because it's a different era now. And it's like, Oh, this PlayStation game, but it's like 2002 now. Like, what the fuck's going on? I don't that know. Was, like, games that, games evolved a little bit between 95 and 2002. So, you yeah, you already you basically said you basically said you basically said what I was going to say. Uh, the the major the, the 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 biggest complaint people had on, on the games, uh, you know, the graphics, you know, the graphics were dated. Um, they, um, you know, the game which play is was, such a shitty thing to be. It's so terrible to be like, this game, this game's 2D or this game doesn't look graphically impressive. So I'm going to dislike it and not play it. And I'm going to say it's shit. And I'm not saying that's what they said, but there are people out there like that, that I actually know who do that. And it's like, mm -hmm. do you, yeah, I, you might as well just go watch a fucking 3D movie then if you're going to worry about. And I and I mean like like made with polygons, not like two camera three D. But like right. you should you might as well just go and watch a, a movie and say how good it looks instead of playing a game if that's all you're gonna worry about. Like you're telling me that you would rather like a game that looks good but plays like shit rather than play a game that might not look <laughs> that great and play wonderfully? Well, I don't know, man. That's kind yeah, of just, so. that's such a bad reason. Um, you know, and there were some major magazines that gave it, like much more favorable marks. I mean, like, you know, like right. like, like you know, Game Informer gave it uh, like you eight point five out of ten. Uh, game, uh, um, you know, I, I think did, Game Informer. I think a lot of people at Game Informer at that time were actually like really into Japanese games. Yeah. So I see that happen. I see. I definitely see that happening. Um, IGN gave like 8.8 out of 10. Uh, they were actually the highest marks as far as the I don't trust IGN with a lot of things, yeah. to be honest. Well, well, they give the highest marks. So, I mean, like, you know, somebody over there loved it. <laughs> 8 out of 10. It was all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, so, so according to these pictures, 
the game received a T, the, the collection, the collection received a T rating uh, in 2002. I would say came alcohol out. references, maybe. N no, uh, mild language, suggestive themes, and violence. Oh, the language. That's right. They got. Yeah. yeah, this was still the era of them being so fucking conservative about things. Yep. So. He said, "Screw you. That's <laughs> messed up, man. You can't put that in a video game." Now, now it's like, oh. Like, this is rated T because of language. Oh, what do they say? I'm going to fuck you in the ass, you little pussy. And it's like, whoa! <laughs> like, that wouldn't come out over here. This That that would be censored over here if it was the 90s. <laughs> now it's just like you can say almost anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. Yeah. So, so fucking true. Right. So, um, one of their... Yep, so one of the one of the major things about this game we haven't talked about yet, which is also like very impressive, uh, you know one of the things I actually love you know one of the things I actually love about this game, uh, on top of everything else, uh, something that gives you a high a high mark for me. Uh, the music. Yes. Um, so I already mentioned before that there before I already mentioned before that one of the guys who worked on this was a very experienced um, you know, like Japanese uh, music guy, like whatnot, but also they but also they went the extra step above and beyond. This is one of only two games that two games I'm aware of, in which they actually went out there and actually hired the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra uh, in London to like, like perform some of the music in this game. So, I didn't even know that, but that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah. So yeah. So not the whole game soundtrack, unfortunately, because I'm uh, fortunately. Oh, fortunately, that would be way too expensive. Yeah, like fucking yeah. expensive to have to have the butt. But but about maybe about six or seven songs were songs were done by the orchestra. Uh, the opening theme. That sounds about right, yeah. Um, so the opening theme to the game when you start the game is like done by them, um, and so is the piece that first plays when you actually like start playing the game itself. Um, uh, also the uh, also one of the the um, the uh, the four generals uh, 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 theme like the big bad guy that's um, uh, uh, the uh, music that's done by them. Some of the bad music done by them also, and also the. Um, the victory, the victory music is also uh, 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 was also an orchestra piece. I love the victory music because it's like okay. a very um, the, the, the victory music. The victory music of this game is like a very, it's very very pomp and circumstance, like very like you know royal sounding, like you know like you are the king, you are the master, you are the you know you are British royalty, like you know like you know, let's throw a parade like in your honor, that kind of stuff. It's like a great piece, right? Um, right. Uh, uh, because they very go heavy with like you know like the trumpets and trumpets and horns and whatnot to announce your victory. And um, but yeah, also this game also this game also is different different than a lot of other good games. This game the sense that like most games will have like, maybe like three or four songs total for the battle for, 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 for bad music. This game is like ten. You know, this game is like ten pieces. Like, yeah, it has a lot of music. Yeah, a lot of good. Yeah, yeah. The bad music. Yeah, the bad music. The bad, bad music is is not is not repeated very often, which is great. So uh, um, so it helps get the music fresh. So. But uh, yeah, so the other game I was thinking about that I'm aware of that where some of the game uh, soundtrack was done by the Royal Film and Orchestra was uh, Xenosaga episode one. Right, yeah, okay. Okay, I believe yeah. that. So, but uh, yeah, so very impressive, you know, um, you know, you know, you know, too bad they couldn't have done the whole game uh, that way. But like you said, you know, it's, uh, I'm sure like wicked expensive to, to, it's been expensive to hire them. So, yeah, but, um, but yeah, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack of this game is very good. Uh, the whole series, the whole series, I, I think, is like great music. Uh, it's a very, um, it's a very good mix. It's a very good mix between like Japanese and Western styles. Um, 
you know, like with some, you know, some pieces sounding more Japanese, some pieces, uh, 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 some pieces, some pieces sounding more Western. Some, you know, some of the music is reused uh, in later games of the series. For the series, like for example, the main theme, um, the main theme arc theme is used in two and three as well. Um, some of the other like you know dungeon music is uh, dungeon music is also like reused in later games as well also. So, um, but yeah, very very good music. You know, like I think that uh, you know the graphics are kind of. You know they are what they are. Some people like them, some people don't. But the music in the series is like uh, the, the, uh, uh, the music. The, but the music in the series like is like is like universally good. I think it's like you know, it's a very good soundtrack. Uh, so good as a matter of fact, that back in the day, I actually, uh, I, mean, I, I, um, I actually had this uh, imported from Japan on CD. Okay, you could probably still do that now. Oh yeah, I'm sure you could. But you know, I just you know you know I just go on YouTube to uh, uh, listen to it these days. But um, yeah, but. Uh, you know how many uh, game soundtracks from like years ago are still like sold? Mm -hmm. It's insane. Like, like a, a while ago, I used to buy a, a, I used to buy a decent amount of like audio CDs uh, off of like CD Japan and shit like that. Right. Yeah. And um, oh my god, it's just like, it's like, wait. Like, is this like a vault collection thing? Like, no, they're still printing these. It's like, what? Okay. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, yeah, game music is a huge market in Japan. Um, the know, only thing that I fucking hate about buying um, uh, uh, game soundtracks off of, ja uh, 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 off of Japan, uh, you can say that. Japan <laughs> is that um, some of them are in kanji and uh, a lot of like out of all the ones that i got there they have an english version for the titles but some of them are in kanji but some of them start in kanji and i'm not gonna sit there and and, and rename all of them just the english version so <laughs> i just there's a lot of music that's just like well what's the name of that song again oh i don't fucking know because it's in japanese <laughs> and like it's hard to find shit sometimes when i want to listen to something but yeah i had a lot of collections from both konami and squaresoft um and both companies were very good about that uh there was a lot of english but um yeah uh, i knew like you know like uh, cd releases so. yeah i have some of the um some of the dynasty warriors soundtracks on cds and then uh uh God damn it, what is the name of that game? Xeno... God damn it. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Oh, okay, right. Um, I bought the soundtrack to that too, because the music's pretty fucking kicking. And uh, that, that was one of the ones that used a lot of kanji in the titles. Or they would use a different... I don't know how to explain this. It would be in, some of them are in English, but it's not written out in like... It's, it's written out, I don't know how to explain it, it's like a different character set, so it's not Latin, it's like, what is, what are the other character sets? It's English, but the letters are in from a, a different, so computers have different, like, character sets for, like, different languages and stuff, Yes. and yep. we use, like, Latin or whatever, I, I think that's what it's called, it's like something like that. Right, and yep. uh, this was this is in English, but it's not Latin characters, so it comes up weird and it's hard to search for. 
Right. Like if you're doing a search like, oh, I want to listen to this song. Nope. You just got to manually look for it because you can't type it in really. And mm. it's a pain in the fucking ass. But uh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, um, yep. And the, uh, you know, you know, um, so uh, Sony published some of the games, some of the games in the Arclight collection. Uh, sorry, the Arclight series, uh, a series that came out. You know, some of the later games. Sony published them directed by direct themselves. When uh, they came over here, or yes, yep. yep oh, okay. So, um, uh, uh, Namco published uh, uh, Namco, Namco published one, but Sony also published some other ones. So, right, right. Um, anyway, the result. The result of that, the result of that means that Sony has the rights to the series right now, which is why the collection is still available for sale on the PSN. Uh, like all three games are still on there for purchase. They like want to play it still. And they're so. each ten dollars. I think so. Yes. I, I um. You know, I said if not, on... they're probably between five to ten dollars, something right. like that. Yeah. yeah I know. I, I I remember them being up there for yep. fucking years now. It might even right. be. Uh, it might even, yeah, it's probably been like even over 10 years now thinking about it. Right. Uh, it's been on the fucking store. But, uh, yeah, I, when I when I used to go through the store on PS3, see it a bunch of times, like, oh, hey, there's Ark the Lad. Right. Never yeah. bought it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not every, yeah, not every, not every, uh, not every work and design game is available. It's available, it's available, for, it's available for sale on there. Um, you know, for example, the, you know, the Lunar games are, are not available on there, so... Uh, yeah, but is, you know, emulation's so fucking easy, so... Yeah, just, yeah. You know. Well, you know, if I'm it's just not saying, there, then emulate it! <laughs> well, I didn't have money, so I had to emulate it anyway. I'm just saying it's nice to have a legal option, a legal option to buy the, to buy the game and play if you want to, so... But. Yeah, but that's when, like, shit gets weird, because it's like, when you come across something like that, it's like... I want to play this game, but either it's not in my language or it's not released in a in a form that I can actually like buy. Like, what do you do? You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would if I if for some reason I was in court and they're like, "Why did you download this game? You pirated this game." It's like, well, uh, try to find. A version of this game that's in a language you understand that is not 100 plus dollars, <laughs> and then maybe you will understand my situation. Right. But, like, yeah, this is fucking cops will knock knock down your door because you're <laughs> playing fucking Super Mario Brothers on your fucking Nestopia emulator or whatever. You know, that's fucking stupid. Mm. <laughs> Where's yeah. to you're playing Ark the Lad? Did you buy that? <laughs> no, it's an emulator. You're coming downtown with us, son. I don't know why they turned into fucking southern state troopers, but I guess they did. <laughs> speaking of, you so better speaking, come with us, son. So uh, speaking about like money, uh, money working designs. Working designs also had a history of offering special items. Uh, if you pre-order the games, as a incentive to pre-order them. Um, right. You know, for example, like you know the uh, Lunar Two, for example, they had that uh, Galleon punching puppet, which I still have. Uh, which will only be able to be pre Sell it. Yeah. Uh, I probably should. I, I just got. I probably make a lot of money off of that. Yeah, I, I gotta get around to cleaning it up, putting it on eBay. But um, I also still have the bonus for the bonus for the lad because I always pre order working design games because I never really knew. Working design, uh, you know, I usually didn't pre order games, but working designs because they're so. Working designs because they're so slow in getting out their stuff. Um, 
And because their stuff was so expensive, I'm just like, I'm just going to go down to GameStop uh, or Babbage's or whatever it was, the, the, um, you know, the time, the, the late 90s or the 2000s. Funko Land. No, I never shopped at Funko Land. There wasn't one around me. Oh, damn. We went so, to the, we went to Funko Land all the time. No, like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, the, you know, EB was my bread and butter for a long time. Um, we never, we never had an EB over here. Yeah. So. Which is weird, but yeah, we had Funko Land. Right. So yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Quick side note about that: Babbage's, Babbage's and EB were, were were usually in the same, were usually in the same mall, the same town for, for like the growing up during the eighties and nineties because it's like they specialized. But even though both stores were, you know, even both chains were similar, they did they did have some they did have some, some differences. Babbage's specialized more on like PC gaming. Uh, it was uh, they definitely had a better selection selection of PC uh, PC stuff over there. Whereas right. like uh, whereas like EB had a better uh, console uh, console selection. So. Um, and then eventually both chains got disrupted into GameStop, so, uh, but anyway, yeah, I always pre-ordered- I remember going to a Comp USA to buy a PS2 game. Uh, I don't think I ever bought one there. I, I, um- I know, I, it's like the weirdest place to go to buy a PS2 game, but it well, was there! Well, you know, Walmart I bought games at, Target I bought games at, uh, Best Buy I bought, uh, Best Buy, uh, um, you know, I bought games at- uh, I don't really the think the first they... time I ever walked into a Walmart was like 2012. I don't think we didn't have a Walmart until like I want to say like the mid 2000s or something. Mm -hmm. Yep, same here. But like, yeah, like in the mall, we like I think that's the only one we really have over here, as far as I'm aware. Right. Like Walmart is not super duper popular over right. here. Yeah. Uh, back in the NES days, uh, I bought some games at JCPenney's. That sounds about right. I remember actually playing... I wasn't... Was it uh, Donkey Kong 64 at a... Like a demo kiosk in a JCPenney? Hmm, okay. Alright. Yep, so anyway... Um... Yep, just to go back to my point, uh, the, 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 special, the special pre order bonus, bonus, bonus for the Arc Light Collection uh, was a watch. You know, an actual, like, you know, like, a you know, pretty high quality watch that came in like a. She uh, came in like a, um, a silverish looking, looking, like, like long case with the Arc Lad Collection uh, logo on uh, it. Ah, one of those things. Yeah, yeah, so practical and fun. So, um, well, there you go. I still have that watch somewhere in storage too. I'm sure. So, oh, I'm um, sure that would go for a lot of money too. Probably would. Yeah, probably would. You know, I'm gonna move in about a year or so. So eventually, 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 I'll dig through all that stuff and find it again. But um, yeah. But anyway, I also I also pre-ordered uh, the strategy guide because working designs also the working designs also came out with excellent Those strategy. go for money too. <laughs> they, they do. Yep. Yep. Yeah, work, they but, do. But working designs always came out with excellent strategy guides. Uh, uh, strategy guides like their games. And like you know, gorgeous, high quality, uh, hardcover, hardcover books with like with like you know like stickers included inside. And, um, they also they also they also had they also had these like red silk bookmarks you could use. And they also included also a bonus offer for a free like a free like free like a free like a free poster. Maybe um, you'd be just like clipped out clipped out to clipped out note amount of coupon that was in the book. You so. know, I don't know how this reminded me, but this reminded me that they're releasing Final Fantasy VIII Remastered on Steam. Yes, I know. I heard that news last year, like uh, last year. I'm psyched about I it. I didn't so. know they were remastering it. That yep. annoys me because I have the original version on Steam already. So do I. But uh, that's but fucking it, annoying. But I love FF8, so I'll buy the remaster anyway if it comes out. So, but yeah. But, uh, 
So anyway, uh, the, so the plan the plan was for them to release two books, one book for Arclad One Two and one book for Arclad Three. Um, the the Arclad the Arclad One Two book did finally come out eventually, like a year after the game came out. It was like hopelessly delayed. So uh, Arclad Three though though uh, though it never came out. The tragic, the tragic guide the tragic guide eventually got canceled. So I was wow, that sucks. Yeah, I was pretty bummed about that, but. Uh, and you know, and you know, this is actually, this is actually, this is actually a different opinion. Most people who, um, um, uh, most people, most people played the collection of all three games would tell you that Arclad 2 was their favorite. I actually enjoyed, you know, I actually enjoyed Arclad 3 the most. Um, I, I, I've heard a couple of people say that the first one was their favorite. The first game as in like that short 20 hour one? Yeah, but, uh, huh, okay. The first game as in the first game in the series, Greg. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's the main problem with Arclad One to me. It doesn't feel like a separate game. The separate game, it just feels like you know, Chapter One. Um, you know, uh, 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 what was it called? All of that feels like Chapter One. Yeah. So. I mean, I get that the game is short, but it doesn't feel like just Chapter One because there's a whole story there. I, I'm asking. I'm I'm saying it <laughs> in a question because thinking about it now, there's story beats, but there's hardly any like padding. Between right. it. so it's like a yeah. very it's like a short story. It's like a story like uh oh god, what's that thing called? The Arabian Nights where the woman told mm -hmm. the yep. Sultan all those stories so she wouldn't right. get executed. Right, yep. So no. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like one yeah, of those stories. Yeah, Arthur yeah, Arthur One is a very focused game. It's like you know, you've got you it's like you know, you've got your missions and that's pretty much it. You're just going from mission to mission to mission. Um, you know, no. there is some science stuff you can do, certainly, but right. it's, yeah so yeah. out of the way it's like eh. right it's very streamlined was like uh was it was like two uh, uh, two and especially three they double down on this but Arclad two uh, um you know you have you have side missions you can do you can explore the map um um you, you know you can buy like buying uh, weapons and equipment um you know that kind of stuff yeah. so they really expand yeah. the game a lot more on that one so but but anyway yeah i mean like, you know, all three games i think are very good um Arclad, Arclad, Arclad is just Arclad. It's one. It's just my least favorite because uh, least favorite because it's a short game and kind of uh, um and, and and the ending really leaves you hanging. And I mean, I, I mean, it's very, I mean, it's a very like cliffhanger to be continued ending with like that game. So right, uh, which is fine because it came out here in the West as part of a collection. But if but you know even Japan when it came out that must have sucked. So, but uh, um yeah, but anyway, so yeah, good collection. Um, you know, like good games. Uh, they're definitely you. Know, anybody who enjoys tactical role-playing games, definitely you know, definitely you know, definitely should, you know, definitely should definitely check this out. The stories, the stories unique enough. The music's very good. There's the the game, the, the gameplay doesn't the gameplay doesn't the gameplay doesn't different beats to it to keep it to keep it fresh and fresh and interesting. Um, so yeah, I think even today, um, you know, um, the games the games still hold up the games still hold up like pretty well. So yeah, the um, only problem I had is like getting to the end and then like. Only one character is like strong enough to try to fight the the final boss, and then it's like, I I need more characters to do this shit, and then right, yeah, the grinding was such a slog, and I just with that happening, and then like not having a, a, a enough time to finish it. Although I'm on the last battle, I don't know. I'm definitely gonna try to finish the game so I can mm -hmm. go and 
play the second one, but oh my right. fucking god, the grinding on that was actually kind of <laughs> bad. Yeah. No. So, so uh, I did not play the later games of the series, um, but, but um, well, uh, there you go. We're gonna have to cover them soon enough. Yeah. Uh, the uh, let me see here. The, the first game, the first game that came out of the, the first game that came out of the PS2. Uh, I never remember the name of that game. It's like a very throwaway title. Oh yeah, uh, Twilight yeah. Spirits. Uh, Twilight Spirits actually had like pretty good reviews. I mean, I mean, it wasn't. A, I mean, it I have rated... one of them, but I don't know which one I have. Yeah, Twilight of the Spirits is a very like you know, it still plays a lot like the original Arclight Collection as far as the actual as far as the actual mechanics, of the, the gameplay, and whatnot. I'm down. So, the problem is that the sequel to that, uh, Ender Darkness, they made uh, they made huge changes to changes the game formula with that one. Um, they added in like a they had, uh, uh, they made it like a real time circle based system instead. Um, so like that mechanic along with the story and some of the and some of the weak gameplay mechanics and also the fact they added like a multiplayer aspect to it as well that wasn't very executed. So all those things together made the you know give the game horrible reviews. Hmm. So but but yeah, Twilight Spirits it like sounds like a decent game at least. So I have yeah, to check yeah. that So I'll have to check that out at like some point. But uh you know you know you know those being PS two games, um, you know, they're they're you know they're accessible to some degree uh today so but but anyway um so uh we already we already we already teased price a little bit here george these being working design games i'm sure they're uh, i'm sure they have their value like very very well so uh so <laughs> uh for the whole collection so between 34.99 which they were missing the second game Okay. And $84.95. And a lot of the ones that were sold are leaning more towards 80 something dollars. Makes sense. Yeah, because, you know, like Makes I said, dollars. Like a lot of dollars. <laughs> like they're making a lot of money off of that. Well, like I said, you know, I don't remember exactly how much this came out for back in the day. I want to say about $60, $70. So, I might I mean, be able to look that up. So, like, so $80 sounds about right for a working design collection game. I mean, so. But because we're, you know every working design game is that's how it's divided like pretty well. Just try to find like one of their old like you know like Sega CD or like you know TurboGrafx uh, games and see how much those go for these days. Oof. There needs to be a website that like or something that like tracks the original price of games. I can and then compares them to the price now. I know there's price charting, but that's just current price. Right. Um, no, I can't find it. What the fuck? I found this interesting thing from 2015 on the GOG forum. People were talking about trying to get the Arc the Lag collection on GOG. Hmm. Don't see how they do that, because I don't think it was ever released on any computer. Not that I'm aware of, yeah, so... Yeah. GOG and, should do that at some point, though. Like, console games, they should, like, try to get them on PC somehow. I know it's uh, probably a lot of work, though. Oh, here we go. I did find somebody who mentioned... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, somebody back in the day uh, mentions, mentioned the fact the collection's over $70. To $70. Okay. So I was, Wait, <laughs> so it's basically held its value. Exactly. It, the only thing is it's $10 more, essentially. Which is, which is, which is, which Wait, is, which is, now I need to do this. 
Inflation <laughs> calculator. <laughs> I spell calculator with a Y. Um, inflation <laughs> calculator, right? So we'll do 2002 to 2019. And it, I don't know, we'll just say $70 because fuck. I'll just make right. it easy. Wow. With uh, a rate of inflation of 42.6%. Uh, if it came out for $70, nowadays it would be $99.83. So hmm. about a hundred bucks. Right. Huh. Yeah. I mean, so you're going to, it's, so you're going to steal. Look, it's, it's, uh, it's on sale for $80. So there you go. It's cheaper than when it came out. Video games, video games, one of the things, and I know, we've t- you know, you know, I know we've talked about this before in past podcasts, so I can make this like a brief point. Video games are one of the things are one of the things that have are one of the things that have actually are actually cheaper now than they were like twenty years ago because of inflation. So Yes. They so, they've been talking about this for a very long time that Right, so um Did they do a poll? I think they did a poll or something like that. Or somebody asked somebody like asked a bunch of people if we if if Developers stopped making shitty DLC, like like doing DLC in a shitty way, but charged ten dollars more, seventy dollars for game new games when they came out. Would they rather buy them? And a lot of people said yeah. So then we might see a trend of video games being a slightly more expensive, um, just 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 because of something like that. Right. So. Yeah. I know, I know. In Canada, they spend fucking. I think they spend seventy or eighty Canadian dollars for a video right. games. So mm-hmm. they spend yeah. they spend yeah. a lot more on video games than we do over here in the U.S. Same thing applies in Europe too. So. <coughs> oh yeah, you have uh, <clears throat> what is that tax called? They have the uh, s- something something. Was it VAT? Is it VAT? Is it the VAT tax? I think you're right. Value yes. yeah. something tax. Right. I don't fucking know. I don't live in Europe, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, anybody who doesn't know, there's there's like a there's a tax on goods in Europe that is is it like a fixed rate or something? Or it's it's I think it's based on value of the goods or something. I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it's something. So. And just as a final note, uh, this uh, just just a note to show off, show note to drive on the point of how popular the series the series was the series was like Japan. Um, not only was there several uh, like Magna um, uh, uh, released over there uh, based upon the you know, based upon the collection, there was also like a full length uh, anime um, anime show based upon Arc Lad Two that aired Japan during nineteen ninety nine that ran for like uh, twenty six. 26 episodes, uh, and the first game, Arclad One, also had a, um, also had a novelization uh, uh, of the game released in Japan. So, yeah. So, yeah, th- yeah. This series, yeah, this series has definitely been very, very popular in Japan for a long time. So, which put, which put in my mind the fact that it just came out with a mobile game last year when the series has been dead for like uh, like 14 years at that point. So, hmm. but uh, I'm still looking at the inflation calculator, and it's very depressing to see how almost worthless our money is getting. <laughs> um, I was looking up the price of the Dreamcast, and obviously we all know over here it came out $99.99 for uh, $199.99. Uh, 
Um, and then I did the inflation cal calculator for 2019. Uh, the price increased by 54%. So the Dreamcast, if it came out now, would be $307.99. If you think that's yeah yeah if you, if you think yeah if you think that's like if you think that's depressing, uh, uh, check check the prices of twenty six hundred television like the first came out. Oh, I there <laughs> there's there's a thing that I that I there's a thing that I talked to my dad about where like I'll be like, wait, how much was this back in the eighties? And he'll be like, I don't know, it's probably like seventy bucks or something. Like fuck, that's a lot. And he's like really like that look and i'll bring up the inflation calculator and i'll go like 1980 whatever right and then i'll put in like 70 dollars or whatever how much is worth and then 2019 and then you look at the inflation calculator and the rate of inflation is over 200 percent and it's like we might as well stop using money because it is almost worthless now <laughs> and the trends are getting worse too. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen this picture before that you just posted in Discord. It's the yeah. uh, original prices. Yeah. Or, yeah, original prices, but what they would be called, uh, but uh, adjusted for inflation. Right. Exactly. So. But I um, mean, I mean, what year? Uh, what year did this picture come out though? Because uh, the value of money has gone down even more. I want to say 2000. I like how I like how they thought they had to post the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and the Wii U. Like original price four hundred dollars. It's actually four hundred dollars now. Oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, thanks for posting that. Oh, when the PS2 came out, it's three hundred bucks. Sounds about right. It would be three hundred ninety-five dollars now. That between two thousand and twenty nineteen, the price of a PS2. If it came out now, it's gone up by $95. That is just, that is frightening. That is absolutely frightening. How, how, how expensive things can get in 19 years. Yep. Yeah, that picture, that picture, that picture I, I shared with you is from 2014. I think it's... Um, oh, it's so it'd be even more. It'd probably be like $450 then, the PS2. Well, it seems to be the most, it seems to be the most... <laughs> It seems to be the most updated version of the chart I could find, though. So I, so I, so I'm not seeing one here for anything newer than that. We could use the that. inflation calculator. Probably could, yes. But that's what I'm doing right now. But uh, uh, PS2, oh. I was, I, I hit it, I hit it almost right in the money. Four hundred forty-six dollars and ninety-nine cents, forty-nine percent inflation. We should probably end this podcast now. Yes, we should. Um, that was. That was a lot of shit that we talked about that had nothing to pertain to. Well, I guess it could pertain to this podcast, but not really the game. No, I probably like, no, cut out a lot of the conversation to uh, truncate the episode. Our, if not, then I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If I did, um, so yeah, I will talk make about stuff. Yep, you know, I'll make one point then to kind of like tie everything up. Uh, RPGs, particularly hold their value very well. Working design games also hold their value very well. Combine the two do. of them, and you're talking big bucks. So, uh, so, so I'm actually shocked this collection's Ooh, available. Bucks. Yeah, I'm actually shocked this collection's available like that cheap. I, 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 I mean, I, I figured it would be like $100 plus by now, so. Yeah. But, but, I don't know. And, 
I'll look up. Yeah, I'll look up. Yeah, I'll look up. I'll look up how much strategy the strategy guy is going for because that was the um uh, uh because that was thirty bucks when it came out. Yeah, do you still have some of those? I wish I. I wish I really wish I did. I sold all. I, I, I sold all that stuff when I was out of work and needing money. I'm trying to think. I might have some strategy guides, but for like PS2 games. Uh, I rebought. Anyway, uh, yeah. I rebought. I rebought the one for Vanguard Bandits uh, last year. Uh, for oh God, sake. you did? Yes. So oh, how much that was, was that? Like, was wasn't that bad? Forty bucks. Oh yeah, no, that's not bad at all. Huh. No, so hold on to it uh, for another ten years, and you might be able to sell for like five hundred dollars. You know, um, but only yeah. but the five hundred dollars would only count as like five dollars because right, of the exactly. Inflation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Just some like yeah 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 just some, like behind the scenes stuff here. We were gonna cover Vanguard Bands originally, but George wanted to cover uh, Arc Flat instead. But we, but we will cover yeah, Vanguard Bands. Yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> but but you know like we will cover Vanguard Bands eventually, eventually because that's a game I really like. Uh, so one of us will pick it. Uh, but our next game we're covering is my pick, and we're gonna look at another game. Uh, another game from a series, flame series I really love, uh, Wing Commander Three. Yay. This is a very good game. I mean, like you know, the, the 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 production quality is very high. They got some, you know, they get some like top-notch actors uh, to be in this game. So, uh, uh, the gameplay, the gameplay is very smooth. The story is very good. It's a fun game. So, um, I've not played. Um, uh, I, actually, no, I'm sorry. I do have some experience with the PS version of, of this game. Most of my time playing it was on the PC, though. So, uh, I'm curious, I'm curious to see how it compares. Speaking of Wing Commander, uh. You know that game, Wing Commander Privateer? Yes. That new game that came out, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, is kind of like Wing Commander Privateer. Yes, I've heard that. Yep. And I've been so. and I've been playing it, and I agree. Wing Commander Privateer is a good game too. Right. Actually, it was on sale on GOG recently, and I I picked it up for like I think it was like three bucks or something. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so through multiple ways. Uh, first way is Discord. If you like using Discord, well, goddamn, we have something for you. Um, our, I, I just slapped on a new coat of paint on our Discord server. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, the link for the Discord will be in the description for this episode. Uh, if Discord is not your thing, um, we also have an email address, uh, PlayStation Power at theboxfort.net. That's PlayStation Power at T H E B O X F O R T dot net. Uh, we also have a Facebook group. You can look up PlayStation Power and find it there. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, you could do so through Twitter if that's your thing. Uh, my handle is at underscore derpkin underscore. That is at underscore d-e-r-p-k-i-t-t-e-n underscore greg where can we find you well you can find us on our facebook page um uh or if you want to you can also send me an email to the same email that we that george and i use for the other podcasts we do together this is finance podcast uh that email is yes podcast at yahoo.com and with that i we talked for too long which yeah. let's just end it I don't really like the title Ark the Lad that much, to be honest. It's like, you know, why why point out the fact the guy's a lad? But he's a lad, and his but name why, is Ark! But why point it out? That's a, um, a, you know, could just call it, like, Ark and be done with it. But, whatever. <laughs> no, if they just named, I, if they just named it Ark, it, 
it, it wouldn't be as good. Hmm. In Europe is what the game is called. Really? Well, Europe yeah. does things weird. Europe didn't get a Final <laughs> Fantasy until Final Fantasy VII, Greg. They're weird. <laughs> anyway. We're definitely cutting that out. <laughs> nope. Let the Europeans hate me. Oh, come on. They can take a joke. You're thinking of the U.S. that can't take a joke. Anyway. Fucking <laughs> rambling on. This fucking port of this podcast is just rambling. Anyway. <laughs> Bye.